0: 5, it's a very familiar verse, Isaiah chapter 55, there are a set of verses my heart has been pondering over the last year, and I, like all of you, have uh, wanted the Lord to do something in my heart. I, I want it big, I don't want it small. I don't want it surface, I want it deep. I don't want it to last for a moment, I want it to last for a lifetime. I want to meet my savior and I want him to look at me and say, well done, well done, well done. Thou good and thou faithful servant. For any one of us to think that we have arrived at any level of this thing called the Christian life, I think it's truly flying in the face of God. We're children. We're students. We sit at the feet of the master. We, have, we, just, we don't know how to go out. We don't know how to come in. I think Solomon put it best when he said to the Lord, I, I don't know how to do this. I, I just do not know how to do this. And I think you hold in your lap the key to every obstacle you're going to face in your life. Could, could I get you to hold up the Bible real quick if you're able to just kind of just kind of hold it up and and that my friend is the sword of the spirit you can put it down. I think for someone to try to live the Christian life without this is truly to go without food and without nourishment you may be able to do it for a little bit you may be able to do it for a time you may be even able to run, but but you cannot sustain old age without this. You cannot sustain old age without food. This is our food. This is our meat. This is our drink. This is what life's all about. We're going to talk about some verses, so keep your, your Bible handy. Heavenly Father, God, I ask you tonight to do something in our hearts And I'm interested more in myself right now. God, I throw myself before you. God, would you do the work and just help me? Please, help us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Isaiah 5511, let's read it out loud together. It was for the month of December, our verses that we claimed. And Isaiah 5511, are you ready? Begin. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. We live in a day and time when God's word has become the source of controversy rather than the source of obedience. Let me say that again. God's word has become the source of controversy rather than a source of obedience. God's Word was never meant to be a proof text for my personal agenda, but was always meant to change my personal agenda to match the heavenly program. From the very beginning of mankind, after coming into this garden situation, this perfection, the devil knew where to strike first. He knew in order to destroy the family and to destroy this marriage that he would have to attack the very source of life. That was the word of God. He knew, if I can get man to question a little bit my word, then I can get them off the plan and the purpose that God has for their life. When God's word is lived by sight rather than by faith, then you will logic your way through its pages. And you will reject things that do not sit well with your culture. You will reject things that do not sit well with your agenda, my agenda. But when you faith your way through this book, believing that God orchestrated everything between Genesis and Revelation. And that where I don't understand it, nor can I explain it, does not lessen my confidence in the author of it. This first family was put into a situation to where for the very first time, someone threw a question mark on God's word. How would man respond? How would man Come back with a reply. Well, it was a reply with God's word. Go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now, the serpent, if you will, just kind of head there at the very beginning Genesis 3 1. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said. Genesis 3, 1, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Look at verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. This is the very first time that somebody had ever called into question God's word. And in this discussion, this discussion of God's word, did not end with obedience and confidence in God. It ended with confusion and logic for man. Look at the logic here. I mean, Satan got... Even to such a discussion that look what he said in verse number 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Eve, after this discussion, said absolutely. What I see physically with the eyes and what you've said about the motives of God this all makes sense. This tree is good for food This pleasant to the eyes, and surely God would want me to be wise. So once Eve got it into her head, and once Eve got it into her heart, then she took of the fruit, and then she gave it to her husband. At this point, let me read First Timothy 2.13. For Adam was first form, and then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, verse 14. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. The, the, the important fact I want to bring out here is this, ladies and gentlemen. It is possible for you and I to logic our way through the Word of God and for the Word of God to make us believe something and to make us see something that God never intended for us to see. This family was totally kicked out of the garden not because of evil not because they wanted the bad they were kicked out of the garden of eden because they allowed somebody to question the word of god oh would you hear that again they were kicked out of the garden because they allowed an outside influence to put on trial the very word of god I'm going to preach tonight on this subject, the day God's word was put on trial. It was that day. It was that day it was called into court, a public opinion. It was that day that somebody got up and said, let's, 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 let's see if we can find out the motive behind God rather than just saying, this is God's word. And this is not to be dissected in the mind of man. It is to be obeyed in the faith of the believer. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're asking what kind of church do I attend, you attend a church that believe from Genesis to Revelation that God gave us a word and that this word brings life and this word brings direction and this word you can raise your family on and this word you can raise a marriage on and this word you can plan your finances by. You can chart your course by this word. And that this word is not to be discussed, to take us to more depravity. But it is to be discussed, to take us to more obedience. Every discussion I have about this word, I should walk away with more faith, more exclamation point, not question marks. We should only look for the explanation of God's commands where God gave an explanation. There was that tree he said don't eat of. There was that tower of Babel he destroyed. You see, man has always tried to figure out God by pulling God down to man and operating man, God, And saying we will fit God in our finite mind rather than saying his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We are the created. He is the creator. We are the mortal. He's the immortal. We are the visible. He's the invisible. All commands that are not explained by God are to be obeyed by faith. I come today as a witness of God's words. That God's words know exactly what it's trying to accomplish in my life. Would you take your Bibles and let's kind of look at verses that would tell us about God's words. I was criticized not too long ago that I do not read any theology books. I do not subscribe to any periodicals. I I do not have a library. I have Bibles. I have a concordance. I have the Greek and I have the Hebrew. I have geography books to help me understand I have custom books to help me understand the location and the times. But ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you right now that this book is so alive that when I just stick between her pages and I just go, God, I want to know your word. And you have the author living on the inside. That I found what I was doing in my personal study was I was reading God's word through the mind of man, and ladies and gentlemen, I had more questions than I had faith. I do not stand before you a man that thinks or theory. No, no, no. The day I got rid of man, and I just said I want God. And then I relied on the scriptures I'm going to give you. Second Timothy 3:16. will you turn there please? 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. My hope is that everybody who listens will take God's word off trial and stop trying to prove it in the public court of opinion and stop trying to prove it. And I'm not saying you aren't. I'm probably preaching to the choir right now, but but I feel like I just need to step up on on behalf of God's word as, as the pastor of a local New Testament church and just simply tell you, I don't care what the men of the past have said and I don't care what the contemporaries have said and I got to tell you honestly that I reject. I just want to know what does God's word says, and if this book is not good enough to change me and if this book is not good enough to create in me then what am I doing? 2 Timothy 3.16, would you look at it? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto what? All good works. If my good works are based on what the status quo of the rest of the pastors are doing, then my good works are laced with man's mind of ministry. I want my good works to be laced with the Scripture. And where I'm wrong, it will reprove me. And where I need to be instructed, it will instruct me. All Scripture is given by, of God. Doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction. I want it to accomplish. Look at Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 13. Oh y'all, you hold in your lap the the, the, the source of it all. Isaiah 28 in verse number 13. Look what it says here. But the word of the Lord was unto them, what please? Precept upon precept upon line upon line upon hear a what please? Uh Uh-oh. And they're a what? That they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Let me tell you, God's will with his word will take you places that you don't understand. But not if it's mixed with the mind of God, mind of man. Ladies and gentlemen, believers... You live in a very dangerous time of airways, internet, social media. But the book never changes. Would you go to Psalms, please? I'm just giving you verses that, that govern my Bible study and govern who I am. Psalms 119, 105. And as you're turning there, may I remind you line upon line, that's what the word of the Lord is, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Here in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to shut all the lights off in the auditorium. So if you'll get ready, please. What does Psalms 119, 105 say? Ready, begin. Thy word is a lamp unto my, and a, unto my, do, do you know Literally. What the word is, it's here a little, there a little. Go ahead, turn off all the lights. Kill these. You see, I don't know, this is dark. That's why we walk by faith, not by sight. I made the statement the other night I have no idea what I'm doing and somebody said then why are you our pastor and I've got to agree with you I don't know But I have been raised in ministry work that says you got to have a 20 year plan I don't have it I don't even know it I am not that smart but I do know the book and I can only walk in the light that God's word is a light it's it's a lamp And I don't know what next step is coming. But I know this as long as I've got the word of God. That I don't got to know the future because the word of God, it's a lamp to show me what the next. What do you need to do, Bob? I don't know, but I know this. I'm going to get my lamp out and I'm just going to shine. I can't walk in somebody else's lamp. I can't walk in somebody else's light. I've got to get my own light. I've got to get my own lamp. It's a lamp. This is the only thing I know. This is the only way I know to walk. And Then sometimes, if you'll turn all the lights on, sometimes I wake up in places that I am literally like, how in the world did I get here? And where did you people come from? Want to know how? I'm not smart enough, y'all. I'm very inadequate to meet your needs. I don't know what to do next. But I don't have to know. Because it's here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. Where does any man rank in the halls of the theologians? Nowhere compared to the author of the Bible. And I'm for giving honor to who God used in your life. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't live any other way but in the confines of these pages. How did we all end up here? Because I believe I pastor people who every day get up and go, God, I'm not smart enough. I just want to walk in the light of your word. Would you take your Bibles and would you go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 17? Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Let's read it together out loud. Romans chapter 10 and verse what, please? Ready? Begin. So then faith cometh by and hearing by the? If you go backwards, the word of God is what I'm listening for. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. If you want to get me going, you just simply say, you know, over there, in Proverbs. I appreciate you all being here on Super Bowl Sunday. I should not have given you time to tell you the lights were going out because some of you put away your cell phones and I appreciate that. <laughs> I was talking with one of, one of our men and, uh, and we started opening the book. And he confirmed it this morning. I thought I was crazy sitting in that office. But we started looking at the book. Boy, my heart was like, that's what the book says. And I walked out of there with faith. Um, I've, I've got my faith. And man, I, I, I could whoop the world. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing By the what, please? Word of God. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Oh, my friends, create a relationship with the Word and then share the Word with your brothers and your sisters because the Word will accomplish. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 14. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearer. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of what, please? But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will Increase unto more ungodliness and their word, look at this, please, and their word their word will eat as doth a what please canker, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth has erred, ladies and gentlemen, you and I, when we interact that the conversation about the word should not eat as a kinker. I talk to a lot of people about life and a lot of people about the word. But when I sit down and I listen to conversations, I was put into such a situation not too long ago, and verses were pulled out, when all of a sudden I found myself having to battle with the word. And you know Mackley, what I knew? This is not where I need to be. Because my conversations about the word should be building my faith. It should not be eating like a canker. Y'all listen to this. Life's too short to fool with the mind of man. Stay in the book. And anything that turns into a canker, anything that causes fear, anything that causes you to, oh my. You say, but pastor, iron sharpeneth iron. Very good, sharpeneth. And I am telling you that, that I've had some phenomenal conversations about God's word and i walked away going, I, 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 I never saw that. And When somebody says, pastor, have you ever considered that verse? It's like, I, I don't like Joe Winger and Arthur Karstens. I don't like these two guys, and I wish they would just go home and just leave me alone. Or No, no, just sit down. I'm just kidding. But you know how many times they walk up and they go, hey, hey, pastor, pastor, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever noticed this verse and they hand me a, a card? And I'm like, where were you guys when I was studying the word? Because they show me a verse that supports what God's doing in my life. Y'all, stay in the book. I I want to take God's word off trial. You got the right book. You got the right book. It it will accomplish what it was set out to do. It will instruct you. Well, you know, I'm I'm ignorant. Not for long if you stay in the book. You know, I'm not quite sure what to do. Not for long if you stay in the book. Well, I'm just not quite, not for long. And let me tell you what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen is is the more you circle the wagons and you're like, Well, with this verse, and you marry it with this verse, and you marry it with this verse, and then all of a sudden somebody says, Well, let me tell you, I don't want what you have to say. Just show me another verse that supports this verse, that supports this verse. Don't fall. 1 Corinthians fourteen, thirty nine. In 1 Corinthians fourteen, thirty nine. Sorry, verse 40. Let all things be done decently and in what, please? Order. Let me tell you that, that God's word can take something that is confusion. Because if you'll back up to verse 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of what, please? Peace as in all churches of the saints. As I've told you at the very beginning, I'm not the poster child for this. I am still learning. I'm still a student. But I will tell you that there have been times where I have waxed eloquent on the word. I thought, and people would look at me like a dog with a high whistle And at that moment, the Lord smote me, and I knew. I brought confusion, didn't I? I was preaching one time out of town. In fact, uh, Brother Moore, I don't know if you'll remember this. We were preaching together in Grafton, West Virginia. Remember that? Years ago. And I preached a sermon, and it was just a small church, a bunch of hillbillies. And, Brother Moore, when I went back to the hotel, small town, small, small town, Brother Smith dropped me off, and the next day, we were eating lunch with the church or dinner with the church, and this old man in bib overalls sitting next to me, he was like old, 53. (laughs) He was sitting there. We are, we are, we are, y'all, this is no joke. We are in a part of West Virginia that when they killed a deer, they threw it on the front hood of the car, strapped her down with, with, and then they drove to the, a deer. Blood. Trail of blood going down Main Street. And they pulled into a diner to get a burger with blood. Deer urine. Did I just say that in the pulpit? You know, guts, you know. And they're sitting there eating, you know, those kind of people. Am I right, Brother Moore? It's just, that's the way it is. This old man sitting next to me, he go, he said, Brother Gray, I don't know you very well. A pastor likes you. And you may be a whole lot smarter than me. But I've read that book from cover to cover. And what you said last night, I ain't got a clue what book you've been reading. I ain't seeing it in the text. And I looked at him and I said, I knew it last night when I preached it. Because I was using my mind to prove a point. Rather than stopping and going, I better live by faith. God's not the author of confusion. I'll end with this. You say, Pastor, then if we're supposed to only use the scriptures and and, and you're not to look at it through the mind of man, then I got one obvious question. What are we doing here? And why are we listening to you? That is a great question. No, it really is. That is a great question. So let me answer it. 1 Peter, if you will. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. And I'm done. I'm just asking you to live this book by faith. And if you do not understand this book, it's probably because you're not at that lesson yet. And God's still got more to teach us. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5. In verse number 1, the elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also partaker of the glory that shall be revealed, feed the flock of God which is among you. Look at this. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint but willingly, not for filthy lucre but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, But being in samples of the flock, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Ladies and gentlemen, my job is to feed. My job is not the Lord. My job is not to take the oversight. My job is not to do this by constraint. My job is to do this willingly. My job is not to do this for filthy lucre of what I can get out of you, but we just simply gather together and one person, the pastor, feeds the flock. And I just say, here's a little bit of the Bible that will help you love God more. But I am not to replace your time in the book. Please, I'm not to replace your time. And if everybody here for the next 30 days, this is the month of love. Guys, don't forget that. Valentine. I will tell you, can I ask you a question? When you don't understand a passage, do you run to the Internet or do you fall on your knees? Do we pull off the shelf a book and say, well, I wonder what, what he had to say? Or do we just take the book and go, God, you're the author. I, I don't know what else to do. And then if, if it's a word of suffering, then I wonder where else the word suffering is used in the Bible. And then you look up every, every place it's used for suffering. It, it, it doesn't matter what the word is. Before you get more clarification, if you will, please stick to the book. And, I, and I'm begging you, let's take God's word off trial. And the things you read that you don't understand, let me tell you, if you understood it all, we couldn't live with you. But the reason you and I don't understand it is because we're not meant to understand it. We're meant to rely upon God. How many every day you live, you find out something you didn't know? Absolutely. And don't you hate it when a seventh grader educates you on something you didn't know? And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Somebody's trying to tell me about Instagram. And then they said, you gotta plan out your storyboard. Wait a minute. If you have to plan, why is it called Insta? Can I get an amen on that one? And and, and, and our college has an Instagram account, and so I'm posting these random videos, and the gatekeepers are like, Would you stop? Because it's not fitting our storyline. And I like, hold it. Then don't call it Instagram. Call it storygram. But don't, you see what I'm saying? And then when you finally figure out they do know what they're talking about, you ain't going to admit it. I'm not admitting you're right. I'm old. I got socks old. Don't you hate that when they say that? I got socks older than you are. But I will tell you this. Never mind. Never mind. Y'all, this has not been my day. This has not been my day. But, but I will tell you that I wish I understood everything in this book. I don't understand it all. I don't understand which came first, the chicken or the egg. I, I, I don't understand these conundrums of life. And there are sometimes I'll read the word, and in my study Bible, I will put a question mark out beside it. And here's what I'll say God, I've looked up every verse on this, I have looked up every word on this, and I still don't know what you're talking about. But then I always say this when you're ready for me to know this, you will explain it to me. Because I am not going to live in fear, and I am not going to live in anxiety, and I am not going to live in self-doubt. I'm just going to believe that you know exactly what you said when you wrote it, and I wasn't supposed to figure it out. I will end on this. My father used to tell me growing up, read your Bible. Okay. The older I got, one day I went back to him and said, are you telling me that you made me read this book from cover to cover when I was growing up? Do you have any idea what's in this book? And he would go, you know the good thing about that book is you were okay, weren't you? And I said, I was. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. I'm afraid that the reason that we're running to man for man is because we don't believe God is Big enough to teach us this book. I'm not against you if you like reading books. <clears throat> I'm not against you if, you if you like. Y'all, we've only been in church one hour and five minutes. <laughs> That's like a record. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm not against you if you like reading books. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't read a book on mechanics or you shouldn't read a book on this or you shouldn't read a book on that. And I'm telling you this. That when it comes to that book, you've got an author living on the inside of you. And he, John, says this, that the Spirit will guide you into all truth. He'll guide you. And any discussion about the Bible should not eat at you like a canker, and it should not leave question marks. It should build your faith. And if any discussion that I have about the book turns into ill will, then I had the wrong discussion about the book. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And when you're operating within this book, you come out with a whole nother. You know, I don't have to prove anything about God, God could prove it himself. He's big enough. Love your Bible. Take it off trial. Put your faith down. That's God's word. It knows everything. It can teach you. It will accomplish. It is the sword of the spirit. It will help you. How many's ever been sitting in a service and I will end with this? How many's ever been sitting in a service and the and the preacher opened to a passage and and, and as soon as he read the passage you were like, "Oh, I'm in trouble." I, I just I I'm in trouble. Just don't even go any further. I'll just hit the altar right now. Can you raise your hand? Anybody like that? I know it's not happened here in the last twenty. Years. And, uh, but I will tell you that there are services that are like, oh, I'm done. I'm, I I am so done, Brother Bowen. I don't know if you remember this, but we had a a preacher at Quitman one year, and I'll tell you his name after church. But he stood up and he started reading a passage, and. Um, And I had a brand new youth worker that went with us that year. And that youth worker, he just shut his book. And he was like, I'm going outside getting right with God. I said, you haven't even heard the sermon yet. It doesn't matter. I already know what he's going to say because God's been telling me to get rid of this stuff for a couple of weeks now. And and I've not been listening to him. In fact, I skipped that passage in my Bible reading because I knew what it said. And he's preaching on it tonight. I'm telling you, this word, this is scary because it's alive. Heavenly Father, may we recommit.